Hello guys and girls and welcome to the 15th podcast from Asitcast. Uh I wasn't available last week but Anup took the reins and he did a pretty great job. I really glad that guy is growing up into his own, you know, host. Friends, and you could say. It is <laughs> hopefully. And yes, uh joining me is an all new uh all new panel i think we it's now been us three together is it never uh, joel no, and soham i think this is the first time it's us three together that it is yep that it is hello it's going to be fun it's going to be fun soham what have you been doing i have been up with my writing and my reading i think that's pretty much all that uh, you just finished your latest article right i did you should check it out on liquidtutor.com thank you for reminding what's it about Well, it was a preview on the latest minor that's happening now in Jakarta. So I like made a synopsis of eight teams, and that's how life goes on for me. All uh, right, drop just drop the link below, like later on when you guys yeah, so the sure. people can check it up right away, definitely. And Joel, bro, what have you been up to? Um, well, for one, I've been a lot on the Nintendo Switch the past week. I finished, yeah, I finished Mario Odyssey. I've been going for the hunt. for more and more moons i think i'm at 700 and some moons right now so there how many there are 1000 right yeah 1000 and it's a lot of content most of the moons are easy but as you progress towards the end nintendo has some tough ones in there oh, so i've heard i've heard because i've heard a lot of people say that first they were criticism that mario super super mario odyssey is too easy and to that counter that people were like do just wait till you get to the higher moons and stuff like um, that um i nasty. i actually feel yeah it is too easy actually i wished it was huh? more tough like uh, or we had a proper special gauntlet or something of sorts in the end like a uh, galaxy but uh, hopefully the next game you know can only wish okay and you were also playing this game called octopath traveler which you can stop talking for some reason oh good god that was a good <laughs> yeah. game like a yeah, great 2D me, adventure yeah a great 2D adventure uh, by square enix classic you know uh, after a long time and it's done in unreal engine so yeah. it's got it's got the 2D sprites from the days mm-hmm. of old mixed mm-hmm. with the 3D ish effects with fog and lighting and shadows and it's yeah, a really yeah. it's a really good combination it works well it's its own art style right now actually Yeah, you told me it was going for that uh, Chrono Trigger and Xenogears aesthetics, which immediately caught my eye. And first, I was like, "No way! There, there's no way these guys can do that." <laughs> I went to video. I'm like, "Yeah, those days are gone. You're never getting back and stuff." But then, yeah, you told me it's by the team of Bravely Default, and you know the and the team that whatever pictures that he showed me made it seem like it's quite a mature story, which you know the previous Square Enix is uh, like Square Soft. was very famous for doing you know it it is it is actually i am surprised that this is a switch only title and has really mature themes such as slavery and you know sexual slavery in fact so that's pretty you play sex slave right yeah i actually did uh, it's like eight characters and one of them is a dancer or that's what it's called for being pg but mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, the game does uh, like you do understand what that person is Uh, right. And you get freed from it, and there's a lot of backstory into it. I just played uh, two hours of it for because that was just the demo, and I'm really waiting for the full launch in uh, June. Actually, language is so funny, dude. <laughs> you, we can't wait it. Like I hope, I hope you we uh, we all get to play. It will go pleasure ourselves. 
That's what the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm kidding you not. I'm kidding you not. Like it's literally instead of go fuck yourself since it's a Switch and it's a family friendly console, they literally say go pleasure yourself. That's like it, it. It does make sense in the context also since it's a slave. So. Right. It does. It does. It's fun. Uh, anyway, that's great. Great to know. Uh, I have, for the record, just been. I finished my last days as an assistant director, so. My thing is done, and I'm off to move to Bangalore in two, three days, which starts a new chapter in my life. Oh man, that's before, great! Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll update a bit more on what happens there, but before that, we just we just have to get into topics that are right now. And the first topic, this is what I'm really excited about. Okay, so Soul Calibur is a game that early does not get the recognition it deserves, but I believe that's going to change because one of the fun things about Soul Calibur. Okay, before uh, we get to this, uh, the heart of this, Joel, uh, you are one of the people who has played Soul Calibur, I guess, franchise. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh-huh. would you? Can you like in in a, in like within a minute? Can you like summarize the franchise to the people and what separates it from other games like Tekken? Um, it's actually a lot like Tekken, but with more emphasis on weaponry rather than yes. just yeah, just the punches and the kicks and anything. Uh, Tekken is more like each button is a limb, while uh, Soul Calibur is all about swords and all the fancy weapons. You know, like we had amazing characters in there, so it's a, a really unique fighting game that deserves a lot more recognition than it should. And with it coming in the new gen, I f- like in this gen, I feel it it might go further. Like Soul Calibur Six, why not? Yeah. So. Uh... So one of the reasons I loved was exactly uh, Calibur was exactly its use of weapons because uh, I there were two games arcade games that I grew up with. One of them was Virtua Fighter and the other one was Last Bronx. I don't think anybody remembers that, but that one no. you know, arcade game had a, a, a heavy use of weapons, which helped me like sink in countless hours into Soul Calibur. Oh wait, I have one. played that. It's got nunchucks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's got its nunchucks. It's got those crazy Japanese. You basically oh, play yes, those Japanese yes, street gangs, it. right? Yes, yes, it's yes, pretty yes, fun. Yes. Yeah, and oh, so okay. and the thing is with Soul Calibur is it's fun even if you lose because there's just so much spectacle. It's just so fun to watch these combos being made due to the weapons. And the other best part is the guest characters that come into this thing. I, I believe they had like Yoda, they had Darth Vader, they had Hiachi. They had what Link and all these crazy characters, right? Um, As actually, guest characters. I don't think Hiachi. Uh, yeah, no, Hiachi was in sure. Soul Calibur, Hiachi but was not. There. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Uh, and every Soul Calibur actually has guest characters. We had exactly. Ezio, the last one, I think. Ezio, yeah. We had oh. Ezio and we had Devil Jin also from the Tekken franchise. So Obviously, they cross over a lot. But in this fact, is what's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Continue. Sorry, I'm sorry, it's not you. Ah, uh, uh, so since it's made by. Uh, Sega, uh, there's even Sega's Bayonetta who was supposed to come, which I think mm. we can get now in a DLC. Uh, but the problem was back then her hair attacks were really difficult to pull off by the okay. ge- hardware back then, so they cancelled her. But with Bayonetta three oh. coming off, you never know. Mm. That's true. But okay, so that leaves a lot of things open for Soul Calibur Six, and I believe they have gone and introduced the guest character, which is. Perfect and always possible. Geralt of Rivia, the White Wolf, the guy from oh, Witcher yes, Three. Oh yes, yes, yes. He's coming. Gerald. He as the guest. 
மேஜிக் all these combos are going to feel right at home if you play the witcher and obviously you're going to have the training grounds as his signature map which is from witcher 3 if you remember that so guys what do you think of Ch- geralt 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 <laughs> from the- <laughs> just, call, just call him the butcher of blaviken <laughs> the butcher of blaviken yeah okay so regarding soul caliber 6 i have no idea of the series i have no idea of the game i have no idea of the franchise however the aspect of geralt being in a fighting game itself is more than enough for me to is more than enough an incentive for me to actually go for the game honestly i am completely thoroughly in love with the witcher 3 the witcher series with geralt with everything he has his entire fighting style and yeah the, just this single aspect is has me sold enough that's all for my side um yeah yeah, actu- yeah i'd actually agree with uh, soham on this uh, from a marketing perspective yeah yeah <laughs> that's the first <laughs> yeah so, uh, just for record jewel and soham agreeing with each other that, that a lot of first things happening here right? <laughs> <laughs> so as i said from a mar- marketing perspective it actually makes a lot of sense like even the soul caliber had like six games like six games right now it's not that great of a as the witcher it's not penetrated the market as much and having geralt in the game and you know what he's not only in the game he's actually on the box did you guys know that nope well, i didn't know that oh yeah he he is actually on the box which makes sense actually which makes sense completely yes, so so having geralt on the box making witcher 3 up front right there very good idea for uh, that, and should let point. will played a lot more mm-hmm. yeah and especially considering the witcher netflix series is going to be coming rolling out pretty soon oh, as well yes. oh yes yeah, yes so, yes yeah so it's 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 going to crisp on a lot by the way just this is a side note like uh, the writer of the the netflix series she is all in on the franchise i i keep following her on twitter i keep tweeting her i have very good expectations from this but again coming back to the topic uh jewel Yes yes. Okay, how do you think uh, Gerald Gerald's moves <laughs> are going to <laughs> Gerald's moves are going to like translate in soul calibers. <laughs> oh my god. That moment where I can say Blaviken better than I can say Gerald. You again almost said Gerald didn't you? Yeah yeah, such a just Gerald just feels much better to say and more badass for some reason. Yeah okay I'm happy you're just calling me Joel and not Goel but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, what do I think about the transition yeah so uh, I I did see the trailer and uh, most of the animations that I saw 
look straight up ripped from uh, Witcher 3 did you notice that I did I did actually I'm surprised by how well how good he looks in this game Exactly I'm I'm actually surprised also by how those animations fit in really well in Soul Calibur like he felt right at home Exactly I mean well it, it, I, I because I wouldn't I would actually I wouldn't expect anything less I would not expect CD Project Red to just give a go and let at the studio just do their thing I, I'm pretty in sure fact, they were very very involved yeah I'll also be uh, happy to see pro players use his uh, skills that is uh, his Gwen and all the other magic skills that he has and combo it with his sword arts you know that that would be really fun to watch that's exactly that's, and, exactly and that's what makes soul caliber special uh do you do do you know what i want though the next guest character what lady maria ah bring from lady Black maria Horn. yeah just bring lady maria and gerald have them fight each other now that everything like she is my favorite boss battle like period yeah And yeah, and she and she would work so well in the game as well. Bloodborne. She would. She Hot would. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Blood, Bloodborne characters would actually fit in pretty well. We could just get the hunter also, if not Lady Maria. But yeah, Lady Maria would be amazing. Yeah, because hunters. she has. A, yeah, she has a lot of grace. Like her, her moves are very badass. Like and very much her own as a character. It speaks a lot. And yeah, man, and she would kill the competition. She would totally. She is overpowered. I <laughs> said she is overpowered. Right? Like actually, actually, it would be even more fun if, like, every time you lost to her, it, you would have the you died screen. Yeah, I know. She and she just says, she just, oh, that'll be hilarious. And she just <laughs> says, what? Yeah, uh, a doll. What? What was the dialogue? Sure, you must best be left dead or something. She says that right when you first. Oh man, it's been so her. long since yeah. I played Bloodborne like three times, but I, my God. We should go back. Actually, you know that it's turning three years in like a week from now. Dude, I'm still waiting for Bloodborne two, dude. I don't know what don't Shadows Die twice is. I don't think I don't think Bloodborne two is happening. <laughs> but yeah, uh, people are going back to Bloodborne if you wanted to. But that's a completely different topic. It's free now. It yeah, it is. It is. It is. And you should check. Uh, yeah, this is a good plugin. Bloodborne is free right now for PS Plus. If you guys want to jump in, now is the best time because. Even the community is going back and jumping back, so it's it's more alive than ever. More alive is not the right word, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> more people are playing it than ever right now. <laughs> more people are dying now. <laughs> more sure people are dying. The topic soon. Hey, we will be doing. Yes, we will yes, be yes. just just chill, bro. Chill. We got it under control. Soham's got uh, nothing to talk in this topic. Give him some better topics <laughs> now. Okay, so I will throw a topic for you then. Okay, fine. You like some Fortnite, Soham? I don't. I hate that game. <laughs> well, too bad. You wanted to change topics. You get topics. You don't get to choose. Fortnite is the next topic, and you know what? Oh my god, dude! That's so game. now deal with it. Now I won't just you. It's just gonna be a monologue of Soham talking for five minutes straight on Fortnite okay. and this piece of news. Okay. So Fortnite. There's virus. So, there's cancer. <laughs> there's Ebola. No, wait, wait, wait! I'm not done with this. I'm not done with this. Also, it's, done it's the phone version that we are talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's right? the phone version. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know what's amazing about this thing is the phone version was not even like freely available. It was only only in for uh, invites could you have mm-hmm. the game downloaded. Yeah, and Fortnite, I... the uh, guys, Epic, they just like gave away the ga- uh, the invites, and within 12 hours, it's already the most downloaded game on the iPhone app in United States. How stupid! Oh wow. Oh my god. That's very good. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Firstly, this entire <laughs> genre. What is what genre is this called? Battle royale, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but Fortnite has this kind it's of battle royale uh, tower building hybrid. No, it's like yeah. battle royale is just one of the modes. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, the entire genre is called. What is the entire genre in which PUBG and Fortnite fit in called? Oh, uh, that is battle royale. Yeah. Exactly. PUBG is, is proper battle royale. Yeah. See, I've I've played I've played at least twenty hours of PUBG, and I can attest to this idea that with friends, PUBG is an enjoyable experience. Firstly, because it is way more realistic, and secondly, the idea of a survival battle royale is very, very, very well executed in PUBG. The randomness associated with that entire game, and the realistic uh, demands of it as a survival game over a shooter game is some aspects that I enjoy. With Fortnite, that thing is completely blown away. Now I'm not a good judge of this, obviously, because I come with a very biased perspective. Nevertheless, Fortnite, I just could not get myself into the game. Like, it see, uh, PUBG, Fortnite, Dota 2, LoL, the CS:GO. These are all cafe culture games. This is how the right. nodes, nodes of the network spread. You know, one guy sees this guy playing, and then you'll have five other people toting around him. This the same game. <coughs> With right. Fortnite, I had my four other friends playing it, but I just could not get into it. And more or less, I would just attest it to the idea that it was somewhere bizarre. I would guess bizarre, bizarre is a word. But bizarre I seems guess. to have worked, so ham. Bizarre seems to have worked. Like people yeah, are loving the, the game so far. Amazingly, obviously, <laughs> and that yeah. that's what astounds me. I guess that yeah, that's about it. But yeah. I do believe the so I believe that Fortnite has cracked that uh, the perfect niche between PUBG's intensity and the sort of the cartoonish flair that it has that yeah. gives you know e- even Overwatch that that flavor that it has yeah the personality that it has mm-hmm. and the, the especially the tower building kind of aspect is very uh, yes. the crafting aspect. So I've heard of a story. Uh, hang on, I'll just let yeah, you this. Ahead. I've heard the story of Rathul or was it somebody else, where he was dying, almost, and he wanted somebody to save him. And that person, before he could revive this guy or just help this guy, built a whole like fortress around him, like just built a whole wall around the guy before he, you know, just could uh, help uh, help revive that person. Mm-hmm. And you know that just that bit of camaraderie that develops. Dude. I actually have a similar story yeah. actually. So uh, I don't play Fortnite much, but I do. I do play PUBG. So then uh, I played Fortnite for the first time, like just last week, and then uh, I was shooting this guy, and I didn't know that you could even like. I knew you could build towers, but I didn't know when do people build towers. I thought like this guy's out in the open. There is no statistical advantage to building a tower out in the open. I I thought. So I shoot hmm. this guy, and instead of shooting back at me, he's literally just building a wall in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, the bizarre, I'm like, this is the bizarre yeah, about. <laughs> exactly. And I have this assault rifle, and I'm shooting. I think I was like top nine at that point, and I was like, you know, just die, die. die. I'm seeing this Don't guy just piling. <laughs> he's he's just piling. He's just piling planks of wood. You know, it's so it's just so funny. Yeah. And so, then right. and, and you don't understand the strategy, but yeah. See, and then this other guy just comes and shoots me. You know, that is what makes video games video games. Sorry, I, uh, you, you guys spoke over each other, okay. and I, got, I didn't understand uh-huh. either what of what you said. Video games have a method to the madness that they invoke within the player. You know, that is the right. niche of video games. Obviously, that is the cult from which we begin developing our senses and tastes. However, you go with it. With Fortnite, right. I guess it is somewhere too thin down 
in some sense like I'm, i don't think i can get that point across very well but i don't think is, you te- you're telling it is not uh, there isn't a lot of thinking involved in fortnite was that what there is there is a sense of skill skill bracket and a skill curve involved obviously there is why streamers are ha- hounding over that game but at a low level i i simply could not find it enjoyable maybe it was just because i played it a little but the the the, the yeah. sense of exploration which pubg got mm. with uh, more realistic graphics than the cartoon cartoony level that fortnite brings i guess that is where the entire appeal just like goes i up. i yeah so i would agree Ag- I, i think that puts it well go ahead joel 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 what were you saying sorry yes yeah, so uh, the thing about fortnite yeah building towers uh, in essence like if you're four people and you're building towers and people are going to try to you know break your towers and try to get to you i feel that's a really good idea in a tactical shooter kind of scenario but when you have this whole uh, pubg formula of battle royale with the shrinking circle and everything i don't think it holds up that well cuz uh, you know you build a tower the tower and the circle is shrinking suddenly you're out of you know your area so pubg made you run away from you know places try to find a place to hide and things like that here you can literally make a place to hide so i feel it's a bit counterintuitive you know it doesn't that add to the intensity doesn't that add to the intensity jewel because like the place where you built your fort might no longer be there so you better be on the move like you better have to keep adapting your strategies because that thing is not going yeah, to hold you it does re- it I does reward you for camping though yeah actually you know yeah exactly and, and, and this, this is like no we deviated yeah, a yeah. yeah go on go on go on so uh, i mean we've deviated a bit and the thing is like we've already gone to we can go on length on how its success has been my point is on mobile though how how do we explain its success on a mobile yeah i guess it's just how this these games spread in general you know the cafe nodes that just spread hmm. like virus cafe games well on and, on the mobile i don't think there's a cafe node on it no no i mean it will it is a super imposed na like as a cultural significance if you were to think of it as a virus oh yes it already has a, a good fan following it's actually pretty obvious that it would do well hang on hang on hang on again yeah yeah you said it's it's obviously to do well despite its good following exactly. that's what you think jod Uh, not despite its good following cause it has good following yeah, yeah, it is it is supposed that, to do well it is supposed yeah, exactly. to do it wouldn't to call it surprising would be to uh, refer yeah. to the entire thing wrongly mm-hmm. i would say yeah. but the it, it n- number one most downloaded app in less yeah. than 12 hours you know despite but not no surprising effect. is how i would put it mm-hmm. yeah i guess we i guess we'd have to have more knowledge I'm not much of a mobile game expert i i think i think overwatch would get the same treatment if it went on mobile like it would reach oh, number 1 very easily mobile, I, no i i i know it might it won't but looking at fortnite nobody expected a battle royale by uh, epic games to reach on mobile but here it is yeah what lends fortnite to be such a game that can you know work so well on mobile though do you think like as a it just did you know just performance just, yeah as, as, as a performance wise do you do you think that like, as I'm just thinking, how did they manage to like condense all of that into a mobile? They did it. That's end of story. That's yeah, that's it. I I just have no more to add. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It, phones it's, are powerful. I, phones are powerful, basically. Phones are powerful. Phones are powerful. It's definitely more powerful than yeah, my. I think app that's app a good place to end it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like waiting for this topic to end. 
Yeah, no, so he, I know what he wants to get at. That's why, and I'm trying my best to delay it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So the next topic is any Tomb Raider fans here? Me. I like the original oh Tomb Raider. God, I love Tomb Raider. I mean, you, you like the Tomb Raider with the ones with the polygons and stuff? No, I haven't. Dude, the weird ones. I mean, I'm not. Dude. I, okay, okay. I, to characterize, I'm not that hardcore. Mad uh, geek sitting in some room fantasizing over triangular. <laughs> but <laughs> so, Ham, you you are in that age. You are in your that age <laughs> where you can do that. No, no, no. I'm 18. I'm not 35 with a beard. You know, there's a difference. But anyways, mm-hmm. I absolutely. Hey, so, Ham, you've been 18. You've been 18 for five years. When do you turn 19? I've been 18 for a year. How can you? Say? Oh my God. Ha <laughs> uh, uh-huh. so I'm like a very 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 devoted fan of Rise of the Tomb Raider I think it was simply the best game I played that year unless it was released in the same year of Witcher 3 in which case it was the second best game I played that year but it Wait. was so good like Wait, I think it was released in 2016 okay. I think it was released in 2016, yeah, 2016? which yeah Yeah. I I I really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. I remember enjoying it a lot, but it came at the same time where Uncharted 4 came out. I guess exactly. <laughs> yeah, but still a great game. And well, this is the thing. Uh, Shadow of Tomb Raider, where uh, apparently, which these guys have been teasing for quite a while. We covered it on our sixth podcast, I guess. And somebody at Square Enix had uh, released a timer. But now a full-blown tra- uh, trailer has been leaked of it. So yeah, Shadow of Tomb Raider is coming sometime this year, and surprising nobody. And it's not going to be an Xbox timed exclusive this time. It's definitely going to come on PS4 as well. Those guys have gotten the sense this time. Uh, so yeah, Soham. Yeah. Hey. What about it? Sorry. So you play finish, pretty much finish, finish Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yes. Right. What do you expect out of Shadow of the Tomb Raider? It to get better. I mean, <laughs> just tell me from a story perspective. Where do you think you would oh, want okay. Lara Croft to go? Story yeah. Story perspective. I'll have to get into spoilers regarding how the ambiguous ending is given. Yeah. yeah, we can all we can just put a spoiler alert here for people, and then you know you can probably. Say I mean, it's a spoiler alert for you guys also, and I think the ending was brilliant. You guys should. I don't think I'm ever gonna get around to finishing. Okay. Yeah. Play the game completely, so like hundred percent. So we have this uh, fanatical Christian group. I forgot its name, and we mm-hmm. are behind getting the. We veil of uh, that will give them you know, eternal life or something, and so mm-hmm. the, you've got these two people behind it. One of them was a long, long-time friend of of Lara, and but she apparently betrayed and joined the force, and so in the end scene, they both of these uh, he kills the main, uh, she kills the main villain, obviously, and then the second villain who was her friend earlier. They both are consoling each um, other at the top uh, of the debris of everything, and from outside, right. somebody is given a call to take a sniper shoot at the girl who who was her friend but now is an enemy, but is not mm-hmm. but is instructed to not shoot the Tomb Raider, and that's where it just ends. So you are like, who are these guys now? Were they Wait, uh, part of the same fanatical so group, or is it a new uh, storyline that they shall pursue? This is very tense. Did you play the DLC though? No. Is that what? There's a DLC? 
What a guy. Wow. Spoiler alert. There's JFC. <laughs> oh, what a guy. This is a real spoiler. Okay. By the way, so uh, before I'd like to uh, say that, it's like, so the release date has been leaked. It's going to be September 14th, which I find to be an interesting date to put up because October 2nd is when Red Dead Redemption comes out too. And even Call of Duty comes out, the new Call of Duty comes around at the same time. As will Bungie's uh, uh, expansion for Destiny 2, I believe. That's going to be a very crowded time in gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is, actually. Yeah. W- what would your be- uh, pick be? Well, Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously. It's, it's coming on my birthday. Like, I have to play <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, but but isn't the mo- has the movie released in India the Tomb Raider one? I think so. So I went up. Um, so I think it might be having a limited release or something. Not not a full uh-huh. release. Oh, that reminds okay. me. Okay. Watch it tomorrow. Yeah, because uh, what I've heard about that game is that it's just okay and it's not anything special. Which Shadow. Which I believe is no the 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 movie. Sorry, oh, sorry my bad. The movie, the, movie okay. the live action movie is that it's okay. It's nothing special. Which I find to be a groundbreaking achievement for a video game adaptation. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It is not That's bad. Awesome. It's not bad. It is, yeah. Sometimes it does not suck. That's good enough. <laughs> Alright? Yeah. Uh, That's very true. And but then, actually I'd like to talk about uh, not only the movie but the game in ge- uh, general. Like, like uh, I remember when he was uh, new game. So, you went no. Yeah, you went robotic. Hello? You went robotic. I thought it was me, but see. Remember uh, the time span? 29 minutes. Okay, go on. Okay, can you hear me now better? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, remember when you asked Soham first, where, uh, like, what would you want this next Tomb Raider game to be like? And he was like, more better. Uh, I feel the genre has reached a ceiling, kind of. Like, That's true. Apart, yes, apart yes, from yes. graphics, if you go to see gameplay-wise, we've really reached, we've really peaked, you know? Yes, we do, we have. Indeed. Like, uh, with Uncharted 4 being so amazing graphically and gameplay-wise, and uh, obviously set pieces and stuff, I would like Even to they understood that, it, even they, even the people at Naughty Dog guys understood that Uncharted had peaked, which is why they made such a closing story around it. I yes, think. yes, yes. That so is I, very true. Like, I am actually keen to know what Shadow of the Tomb Raider might bring new. Like, while as much as I liked Rise of the Tomb Raider, I still like the uh, the first reboot Tomb Raider because that had mm-hmm. a much more coherent story to and a better characterization of Lara, like okay. her origin story. You know, the new Lara. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just did not see that Lara in the right. new game. So I, I want to see what Shadow is going to bring. Emotional attachments that were shown throughout Rise of the Tomb Raider, they were taken pretty well. Yeah, I feel I feel the relationship between her and Anna. Anna was her name, right? Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, the one who I, I, that, that that was pretty cool, but uh, again, the whole Trinity and oh, you Trinity, mean the, the, the heretic, yeah, group. right, the whole cult and everything. I I don't know. I just don't buy that. Like, I still feel the crazy people from the first game. Mm-hmm. They were a lot more, you know, scary, a lot more of a threat. Okay. And mm-hmm. I really want here's to the, see where this here's is the thing. Going. Crazy people are scary. Yeah, that's true. Soham. <laughs> yes, yes. Soham is very crazy, very scary. Never mind. But by the way, Joel, sorry to interrupt you, but within the, this is 
and uh, the another leak that say uh, uh, the another statement that says is that this will be the concluding story of of her uh, this origin trilogy which means after this so uh, as far as what's new i don't know but this i don't know i don't think is uh, that this might change a lot from the formula that those, uh, the other two games have uh, sort of created but i do believe that there might be a shake up after this in that we might see a new completely new version of you know you whatever know what happens more regarding new version a prince of persia in this chapter you know why don't yeah we that? that totally that's <laughs> that that <laughs> that's, that's a discussion but well, like, okay. that's a discussion people are bored of this and even they can't get any newer ways of getting lara croft into danger yeah <laughs> unless we go back to there's only so many ways you can kill lara croft <laughs> anyways whatever whatever happens we we will look forward to it we we are going to let's say we are going to play lara croft tomb raider again yes it's we are going to talk a lot about this when it releases yeah so this the next topic is where things really really juicy so rumor mill all right Mm-hmm. Bluepoint Games has been saying Bluepoint Games if people don't know uh, has been on bit of a roll lately uh, they made the uncharted uh, remaster the god of war 3 remaster the gravity rush remaster all of them great remasters but then recently was when they really took a huge step forward and they completely remade shadow of the colossus from the ground up all right and is by far the greatest re- remake of a game that has ever been made so when they were asked of what they wanted to do next did they want to make a their own ip or whatever they said well we could do that but we are going to work on another remake right now and here are the two things that they said it's going to be much more ambitious than what we worked including what they said this uh, shadow of colossus was what they were referring and this time they and uh there are other departments the art team the gameplay the mechanics they wanted to perfect all of those things by you know further walking in those territories uh so what has what this has led people to believe is two things it's either going to be a remake this this is completely bizarre and mostly rumors at this point mm-hmm. both of them could be false you can say speculative big big take this with big grain of salt or very small grain of salt whatever however you like the salt to be mm-hmm. okay so uh it's either going to be a remake of the first metal gear solid or from software's demon souls and there's enough evidence for both of them okay. so yeah yeah the metal gear solid 1 uh people have been asking a remake for that for quite a while and the thing is it's it's going the, the that game is going to reach it's 20th anniversary uh this year in october which lines pretty well with the release and i can see konami you know sort of going solid and having somebody to remake that game you know get into the good graces of people i don't see that to be a pow konami 
Uh, what do you guys think of the, this being a Metal Gear Solid One remake? Um. <laughs> okay, you want to go first or I? I think I'll go. Go first. go go. I don't really have much to say on this because I'm okay, so yeah, the same uh, it, guy. But I played Metal Gear Five. I liked it. If everyone says that Metal Gear. Is okay, you you just say you just said. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Yeah. I liked it. So I haven't played any of the games before. But if anybody is making a remake of any of them, I'll be sure to play it. That's about it. So that. Okay, so Soham said he liked MGS Five, so his opinion does not matter. <laughs> oh, that's fucking bad. That's fucking bad. So yeah, um, Metal. By the way, did you know the Metal Gear Solid HD uh, collection? Uh, do you remember the one that had come on PS? Oh yeah, I had to say you. You do you know who? That, that Metal, yeah, yeah, Blue exactly. Point. Yeah, Blue Point made the Metal Gear Solid HD. I'm so thanks for Joel uh, for reminding that to me. Yeah, that adds so, for the credence here. Yeah. Exactly. So, and plus, uh, more, uh, more proof is that uh, they said that they are going, they are going to have to work more harder than what they did previously. That was Shadow of the Colossus. So, mm. whatever game they're making has to be older than it for it to be remade right. from the ground up. So, and I'm actually, exactly. I'm actually cancelling mm-hmm. off Demon Souls for that. Like, I love Demon Souls and I would like one, but then on the basis of that, I feel Demon Souls is. A lot less work to remake than Metal Gear Solid One. Imagine having the whole Solid Snake experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did say they're gonna tweak some gameplay elements as well. They wanted to look into the game, changing the gameplay as well, even a bit, or make tweaks. Whereas oh, Shadow Colossus is... was a one-to-one recreation of the gameplay. Uh, these guys said that they do want to venture that uh, into that if, territory as well. If they are going into that territory, I feel Metal Gear Solid One is a really prime example of how gameplay can be tweaked. Like if you remember, if you played Metal Gear Solid One, it had this whole hmm. top-down perspective. Exactly. Which I yeah, actually yeah. loved. Okay, I loved yeah, Metal Gear Solid One and Two. But then now, looking at how games are more open-world, have the whole 3D. You know, view and camera. Yeah, it's angles. not going to work very well now. That that kind of angle. That was a very PS One ish. Yes, yes, uh, it was that yeah. era. It was that era yeah. where, where the camera was not free. Yeah, yeah. You had those weird Japanese cameras, which would just like be in the yeah. weird angles of the time. Yeah. Like like free camera was still a novelty back yes. then. Yes. And I think uh, when they say that they want to change gameplay. They might get back the free camera into the original Metal Gear Solid series, giving a real twist on how you would play the game. Like, right. just imagine playing through the whole facility and everything. Like, if it's a full collection, I'm all in. But even if it's, just, I'm 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 really happy, man. Like, if it's one and two in a all new perspective with all new character means uh, character models and stuff done from the ground up, I think it's going to be a much more worth it way of playing. Right. What do you think about and, this, Sudhir? Dude, uh, I will say this: most people love Snake Eater the most. MGS One uh, is my favorite out of out of all the five because just that moment, that initial stealth mission where you you have this guy Ramaz just running around, and then you have that first cutscene which I thought was mind blowing at that time, where Snake just goes and removes his mask, and the words Metal Gear Solid come across. The whole experience was like a novel thing for me, and recreating yes, yes. that. Exactly, I'm. I, I would die for that. And there's enough evidence. And what he said, Metal Gear Solid 2. The when you clump that, that's a brilliant thing because Metal Gear Solid 2 does not get the love it deserves, mostly because of the main character. But it's a brilliant game in its own right. And even that being remade is 
going to be I'm going to be all in for that. And it, like it, uh, you see yeah. you, you did say that MGS1 was the best MGS. I will accept here. Yeah. MGS1 and MGS2 both of them were really great and Kojima did troll everyone with MGS2 <laughs> by right. getting Raiden in there. But I feel totally. he is a, even though it's it's not like if you cancel out Raiden the game in itself is really nice and having a proper HD collection of that would be really a good thing to see this october if they're planning it with a 20th anniversary you know let's shift from that to demon souls let's let's talk in favor for demon souls of what could happen so uh you believe uh so if you remember demon souls uh, on they, they shut down their online services quite a few months ago right yes they did they did and that could probably be a signal a signal for pro- I'm not, I'm just saying let's just if you're going in speculation let's just like get as much details as we can out of it right okay uh, Ab- yeah about demon souls as as i said they said it's a lot more work and i don't know if you know this like uh, i'll be talking a bit of emulation here but when people emulated uh, the ps3 and played demon souls on it and they obviously you can go on h- much higher resolutions so yeah. when when people rendered it at like uh, 4k and everything demon souls actually scaled very well and had textures that supported 1080p very well right so the textures you see on the ps3 they are not the highest quality but mm-hmm. if like the textures are on disc and it's the resolution that is weighing down the textures so i right. feel if uh, sony really wants to make a demon souls remaster it's very quick for them like they can just use the same engine everything just change the settings up you know make it all an hd render somehow no uh, yeah but you're saying that as a graphical p- perspective can work but then you also have to understand that the game as from game gameplay point was very clunky uh, the demon souls it had a lot of mechanics that needed work you know it had these uh, thing what was that world perspective and stuff where it had this very weird way of adjusting difficulty as per the world around yes, you yes, and yes. the characters and a lot of things because it, let's say koji uh, sorry i keep saying kojima hidetaka uh, miyazaki took that project at a at a time where it, people said it'd be a failure and he turned it into something else entirely right and so there was still a lot of things that happened in the transaction so a lot of things it feel it feels like a prototype from for dark souls despite um, it being its own great yeah, game like you know I will right. agree with you I will agree with you there but sorry to burst your bubble if they want to completely overhaul it they would have to go with the dark souls 3 engine which mm-hmm. is pretty much from software's stuff right now and I don't think blue point would touch that like okay what do you think about that then well that 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 is a very very valid point I believe I believe the only way they would go around it is by creating their own thing which is not which is something that they didn't mention but this is me going out on a limb and trying to put that anyways it's just me who wants a really good demon souls game like because right, that on ps3 is pretty much unplayable for me right now especially after i've <laughs> gone through dark souls and bloodborne right <laughs> i really just bloodborne has spoiled us all actually yeah especially once you've played all those and you've seen how refined that game can be you want demon souls to be up there and i want that Uh, okay this now to conclude this thing i believe blue point now i want to focus on, on blue point in itself uh yeah because i believe that blue point has turned into this very very interesting developer who's like slowly gradually shifted from remasters to remakes 
and has been proving itself time and again to be this competitive uh, com- like competent developer it's it feels like an apprentice you know who's been 7 years in development and just trying to master its craft by you know just working on the great people's work by you know by making the uncharted remasters the god of war remasters the shadow of colossus remake and whatever the hell it's going to remake next do you think sony next is going to be like you know what you earned it like here's all this money take this all money make your own game do you think that will be exciting soham jewel what do you think um i think you will have to repeat the question i'm sorry oh my god uh, so so jewel did you get what i'm saying yes yes i did i did uh actually you you are right because uh, most of the games they make they're not just remasters they're proper remakes so they right. are in essence single games like they've made the games literally uh exactly do they have a team for that though like do they have a proper script writer a proper person who's going to manage gameplay elements level design that is something i really am worried about if sony gives them the uh chance to do it so i think they would have to hire a whole new set of people for making their own game while here mm-hmm. they are just working with source material i bet they get source material from the companies right like sony will give them they work the- very closely with all the all the uh, yeah the original uh, studios so even even if they change mechanics and all that it will be well within the confines of the engine while right. if they are going to have to do their own mechanics from the ground up I think they will need additional people. The team will have to grow, and then they will be considered for making a new game rather than just being a company for remasters. You know what? This actually leads further more evidence that they might be taking something uh, like Metal Gear Solid, where they wa- they said they wanted to expand the gameplay horizons and the right additional content that they wanted to add. You know, they could probably like hire new writers and probably like further iron out some of the. some of the weird edges in melgesolid which could happen w- yeah. what if they somehow get together like i'm just completely thinking <laughs> out here i know where you i'm i know where you're getting at <laughs> like, w- what if what if they work with kojima productions and try to get the rest of the story of solid snake from metal gear solid 2 could happen could happen but like, i don't imagine know imagine that that would be, would be epic I don't know how on board Konami would be with that, but yeah, it could happen definitely. That's 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 the best part about rumor mill. We can just like speculate all the juice. Exactly, stuff, yeah. you can think all the lovely things we want to. Yeah, and pretty much. So, guys, whatever you think about is gonna come out. Whatever Blue Point is working on, what you want them to work on, let us know down in the comments, and we'll be sure to like just keep stalking these guys. As with that jewel. Yes. You were gonna like uh, you, you had something planned, right? Oh yeah, actually oh, yeah. I have something planned right now. Like even like 15 minutes I I I wanted to do be part of the podcast. So that's why I was He has here. a secret mission that he needs to be a part of and he cannot compromise that. Shh, you don't need to tell that. This is a virtuous mission. <laughs> It's a stealth tactical stealth spanish. Right away. Crew MGS fashion he should be <laughs> <laughs> snake snake no snake no <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, yeah anyway uh, but yeah yes so anyway. I, i guess i'll be leaving you guys here thanks so much joel for joining us Thank that you. was very infi- insightful to have you here yeah bye yeah. guys and everyone watching the podcast bye later nods <laughs> right all right next topic there goes joel
And nice so um, the re- now we have the floor all to yourself. This is where <laughs> things get really sweaty. That they do. Why don't you? So you have been a Dota fan. I guess that's an understatement. Oh, very much. I was actually going to say understatement. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that. I can. I'm. I'm on to you there. And well, the Valve. Valve just. What? How did I? Yeah, Valve. 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 Right. So they just came out with this new thing called Dota Plus. Why don't you like elaborate? Take the stage for yourself and yeah, breathe so, and briefly tell us about it. The one thing that anybody needs to know about Valve. Is that if Valve does something, they'll do something in a way that nobody else can do it at the caliber, at the quality, at the level of the level they bring to the table. That it will just blow your mind always. So Dota that can be both good or bad. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's it's. The, yeah. I mean, it's very hard yep. to see the bad within anything that Valve does. Honestly. Okay. Now with Dota Two. Okay. There is first the base game, then what Valve did was build on a community around it in terms of cosmetics and in terms of battle passes. Battle passes were per major. You could do certain achievements within the game. You got certain cosmetics. You got certain chat wheels and stuff like that. But now, yeah. what they have done for the next this season and the next is goodbye yeah. battle passes. Say hello to Dota Plus. As everything with Valve, they have exceeded themselves in terms of quality, and in bringing Dota Plus, I think they have just brought the next level of this is like Dota Three DLC, you can say. <laughs> Se- okay. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. What the battle pass was that you could purchase? Uh, you could purchase your, uh, you know, your right to fight in the tournaments or something like that. There were certain tournaments which anybody could pa- uh, fight in, regardless of the battle pass. The battle pass was meant per major, where y- within a limited amount of time you accomplish certain achievements. Those achievements would result in you getting cosmetics or certain chat mm-hmm. wheels, which are part of the game. Okay. Now right. with Dota Two, uh, sorry, with Dota Plus, what they've done is they've expanded that entire thing, elongated it into a monthly subscription for four dollars a month, where. Oh you my! Train like you get you you get babysitted with your with statistics and death summaries, and that's basically how it takes you through the game. There is a certain okay. pay-to-win element that is the that has been the raging debate with within the community regarding the death summary, where you get uh, where you are shown additional statistics that people who are not paying do not get shown. So right. that's just one facet. All however. It is the many other things that have that has been the eye of the attraction, the center of the attraction, the right. Dota Plus. Now right. that Dota Plus being laid out, I'll now talk a little about my relation with Dota Plus. The moment I saw mm-hmm. Dota Plus was out, I literally deleted Dota. I'll explain this. Ah. Into, I'll explain this heuristic of mine. With okay. Dota, the concept always had been for me. It is a free game. And I can play it with friends. Therefore, I can indulge myself into this little activity. With Dota mm. Plus, you literally have that ad, you know, where the wallet is pulled into the CD drive, and then <laughs> you get emails with with Valve thanking you for your money that you have spent, you know. Right. So, right, right. The sophistication that Valve has brought with Dota Plus and the allure, you know, A L L U R E. 
that dota plus mm-hmm. brings to the table is something beyond imagination for someone who has already spent 300000 hours into this game so that was my instant reaction i deleted it i hate the fact that i did not have the self control to be able to continue with dota but anyways that being done i found time to read i found time to write which is a good thing so thank you dota plus for <laughs> it <your> works <laughs> literally people who play dota literally as zombies and they are zombies with valve as their ring leader the ling- ring leader will one day show a lion one day show a 4 dollar subscription to see the lion and these people will pay even if the lion is the same thing you know it's yeah, mindless yeah. it's that's the basic mindless. capitalist economy working in its uh, in its yeah, in its way right you literally you, yeah. have zombies sitting in front of a screen for 10 hours a day doing nothing productive with their lives <laughs> I mean you, you've given them so much content like you like yeah, it said dota dota has such enormous content right it's you, like a you've black given them in itself you can say yeah you've given them so much that at this point no matter what you ask they they're, they're all yours for the yeah, taking almost it's it's man uh, I mean and another I, thing and I wouldn't I wouldn't extrapolate that idea to everyone like the people whom I work with at liquid dota they are very nuanced right. with how they play their game they do it on weekly with stacks they come together then their focus is on their writing you know it is their right. creative endeavor for which they watch the game it is not because right. i love the game therefore i will write about it firstly right. that that approach itself will get you nowhere honestly you need to come right. from a more creative and writing perspective to excel within the journalist field for esports this just right. take it for granted Mm-hmm. and i think that's about it for dota plus i didn't see many of the people with liquid dota also my staff members buy it mm-hmm. they were consciously right. aware of how it could lead to simple destruction of your wallets you know it's okay and and, and uh, w- one very focal point i think and that i should mention is if you buy it for a month and you and you make certain progression x for the month and you don't buy mm-hmm. it again you are reset to zero So you can what? See, yeah, this is the madness. This is where the madness begins. That that's that's how, that is literally uh you're on you you know that literally feels like once you're on the train you just can't get off. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. What do you do? Like you're on the train and you're like your twelfth boards are going and I'm sorry I'm saying don't <laughs> I cannot get off yeah. my score. <laughs> you you're on the it reminds me of that. Uh, train scene of Spider-Man 2, right? <laughs> Where you just literally it's going nowhere. Yeah, so it's going nowhere. Moment, you can yeah. you can literally say that moment in my life when I had to delete Dota. It was like me with Spider-Man pulling all the yeah. <laughs> just like pulling all of this. <laughs> just like I need to save this myself. Exactly. Save my life, guys. It became and it, it, like it literally starts with a bank robbery when Doctor Octopus sees <laughs> from a bank. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> the metaphor just keeps making uh, itself which is uh, where i want to get uh, where i want to continue i so well in the last week yeah said that they were announcing three games one of them was artifact yes. which again pissed off a lot of people because it was clearly 
fate of the data crowd which is something many right. enthusiasts have hated for a very long time i understand right. towards data generally given a lot of energy is invested in making the new patches i kid you not the amount of uh effort spent within the alpha and the beta to get the game to the perfection where it is you know there's 24 million dollars on the line you cannot cannot exactly. cannot uh, have it, it based huge. on terrible metas metas means how Makes the game sense. is progressing you know i know i know yeah exactly you have played so, you know what a meta is yeah yeah no, no exactly when the meta has to and that will see th- that's a part right that's an e-sport aspect where not just a gameplay even the meta determines the win fa- factor of winning Ma- win so much and effort factor so much you know exactly yeah and the counter gaming and the whole psychology exactly. between people create their strategies the layers that are there is so It's, intricately yeah. developed that i can respect that part of it uh and i don't know where i was you going. don't know sorry you respect, yeah you don't know where creative respect begins and capitalist greed ends and exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean it's just what it just comes to the self you know the individual to take yeah. care of himself but anyways dota plus and artifact these two happening sounds like a one and a one and one you like jab jab like right up like yeah. while straight up coming to you like yeah just give me all your money it's time now it's yeah. time now you have your money and time is fine uh. you have no control now <laughs> you have no control yes what are you gonna do For yeah you you've been honest you've been using steam all this while it's us it's, uh, it's insane i think that's a good point to leave to talk about and yeah now yeah. if i if i may lead to the next topic with the uh, addition of okay, this plus, is this is, this is exactly. i just keep adding to the dystopia that's working right now <laughs> yeah oh my god okay uh, so with the addition of dota plus mysteriously around this time surprisingly or unsurprisingly however you see it right india abandoned their work in india i guess that's how you put wait it. i mean uh, it, a, i think it's a bit too stretched to say right india abandoned maybe give people the context uh, yeah uh, i mean all we have right now is that the country manager has quit working with right games and right it uh, yeah i think we are enough i, I think we are pervy enough uh, what do what do i mean by pervy i think we are in a position where we can officially declare that right india is dead I would I don't see the point of getting a country manager for a year making his network and then suddenly abandoning him for someone else it wouldn't make sense to me at all makes sense I yeah actually like, no and your yours were my analysis i guess would start to make mm-hmm. inroads for league of legends and riot games within india it already would right. take an insurmountable level of effort now right. with the is. addition of dota plus which has increased the number of players and has made them more engaged than before more self centered around the game than before somehow somehow like with no with little to no you know negative exactly. effects it has exactly. yeah it 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 yeah. gives them no incentive to quit it was just like i think at this point right just accepted their loss you know as like yeah. okay we understand you have won we humbly surrender at this point for india you know probably yeah right cutting because again indian market we had discussed this earlier mm-hmm. uh despite league of legends being a huge game internationally yeah. to make india was india going to be would have be, been a very everest climb it's uh, yeah very everest climb 
Yeah, could you just like elaborate on all this? Because yeah, so just to give perspective, yes, the country manager did quit. He did say that the Facebook team uh, on Facebook he left the message that yeah he was gonna he was gonna part ways. He did still say I don't know how, if he meant it, but he did still say that the people in right team were working. But I don't see that going anywhere. It's not gonna happen. It's pretty much going to be like closing down in some time. I mean, because they, they couldn't form a team. They couldn't form a team here. In a, rather before, than a team, I mean, I, I I believe you know this that since the very beginning, I have been very pessimistic about Riot Games inclusion with India. I talked about yes. this with Sid Zoshi also. Zoshi was optimistic. He was saying it was about time. That is what his exact remark was. And in some sense, right. so Zoshi was more involved in the league scene, so he is a better judge to. Make an implication that the League of Legends scene in India deserves Riot's attention. I was nowhere near that opinion. I always thought that somewhere this is going to end in a disaster. It's just a matter of time. Even with, I right. think we can talk about your involvement with Riot regarding. Yeah, we can. I, I guess regarding for, <laughs> regarding the plan itself for what. Right, we can, we can, we can. You know. Right. From the get-go, somewhere there wasn't a very concrete idea. It was just um, it was just making their networking to Makes no avail. Sense. I think that is how I can surmise it. Networking to Pretty no much. avail is how ride ride games phase with India has ended for Different. as indefinitely, I guess. Now, obviously, I mean Sadly. this is the point, you know, like. Every second you do not invest in India, you're just at the losing end of the deal. There's no two ways to it, unless. Which you brought a very interesting point. Every second you do not invest in India, you're losing the market. Exactly. That, that's actually a very point. What do you think that other companies should take from that? They should give up on India. Honestly, CSGO and Dota. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was completely opposite of what I wanted. I was probably expecting. No, they yeah, are get it, start in India as early as possible because otherwise the market is going to be too big, and you would have lost the market over. You were straight up like, yeah, they should give up on India. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, look, look, look. Cafe culture, huh? which grows within which grows games like Fortnite, or right. CSGO, or Dota 2. They grew right. exponentially within India. Okay, exactly. This is what I'm telling. There is, there is like, if you want to take it politically, there is an uh, down to up model and there is a top to down model. With India, hmm. you can only go from down to up. You know, there you right. you try top to down, you will just make a huge waste of money. Simply right. because this is how when very populated games uh, like this is a trend that I can. Assure you is what has happened with densely populated democracies that just got good internet infrastructure and the technology to play video games. Philippines. You. That's a very good point because see, uh, most even uh, you have to take the culture into background. Most of us guys uh, into gaming, we don't get a good internet. Uh, probably, where people are focused into the entrance exam, they don't get a taste of gaming until they go into college and when they are in a room mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. right? And by the time the, uh, the what was the first game that most people had, Dota and CS. That that was pretty much their first access to that, and that's so deeply that's engraved. Exactly. Yeah, engraved. Yes, that's yeah. a better word. Yeah. So those so deeply engraved into that to uproot it from the ground up is 
Nigh yeah. impossible. Exactly, yeah. which is why I was pessimistic since the start. And just to rewind a little back regarding the population and every other thing I was saying, uh, hmm? you see China, you see the Philippines, you see India, you see Brazil, and what about Turkey? Turkey was a place where I think. Lo- League of Legends had very similar problems as Turkey India. Turkey is Did currently it? facing political demise in the way of uh, a certain cultural rewind is going on there. Well, so I don't think that makes for a good example here. Why, what what are, are they doing? doing? Are they causing a genocide again? No, Sorry. no, no. The Erdogan is getting all dictatorial and all. But anyway. <laughs> okay. So, uh, wait, wait, wait. That went dark. Not part of this one. <laughs> the, the, the point basically is the growing democracies with a huge... youth based what what do you call it? demographic with right. having access to internet and um, the infrastructure required to play video games are all going mm-hmm. for cafe culture based games no one ever applies for the niche niche games you know like niche right. i'm pronouncing it horribly i'm sorry uh, so bernan gerald <laughs> so this 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 is what i what i mean by this down up culture Hmm. this is the only way you get it is by hitting the very nerves and that is something you cannot do as right games today in india tomorrow in philippines china maybe because china you see there is a restriction on the number of games and right currently if you see the communist government is on sale for he who pays the most you know while does not give many uh, s to china but I mean, and I get I can be politically incorrect at this point, but hmm? that is how China became blizzard zone. You know, World of Warcraft just right. bla- blasted open there. That is simply right. because the cafes had only World of Warcraft. This is how it resulted in that explosion. And now you right. got these cafes with 400 PCs with different games. Still, even given the variety of choice, they nevertheless stick to their roots. and this is the point that i wish to mm-hmm. wish to make since the starting regarding my pessimism with right thing so i think that's about it yeah uh, yep that about sums it up uh it's a pretty depressing week when it when you say it. <laughs> i mean it is depressing if you are right it is very uplifting if you are valve and valve has played their cards to perfection valve and blizzard right. they are the gods you know Riot Games hmm. may have the most played game in the world. They are not referred hmm. to as gods. They have messed up with their uh, LCS circuit. Do- Valve, mm-hmm. in fact, has annihilated the scene with their new strategy for the major minor system. Insane! Right. It like it, the boom that Dota has experienced for the last year has been absolutely insane. Blizzard with Overwatch has done a phenomenal job. However, however. uh like my little sources from international websites where i have a few connections they are very pessimistic over overwatch league but i don't think mm-hmm. we can get into the details today maybe some other day we can talk about this but yeah definitely valve has played their cards correct riot has lost and that summarizes it that summarizes it yeah. okay that pretty much covers our entire topics this this month This week, sorry. Week. Apart from the depressing news, at least we had the Avengers. Yep, at and least we had that. A consolation. At least we had that. <laughs> where you're gonna have, where you're gonna watch, probably some of your favorite heroes die. So that's pretty <laughs> depressing as well. So <laughs> anyway, so that uh, that does with it, and I'm excited. 
for what the next week is because I'm going to be in Bangalore and I just got a new job which I can tell is I'm going to be working for the Better India and I'm also going to be streaming and doing all the crazy the name of the company by the way <laughs> the Better India yeah yeah it's going to be fun it's going to be fun it marks the crazy uh, an end to a crazy 9 month of crush has probably changed me into a different person and probably even Mentally yeah somewhere <laughs> yeah mentally dude, dude like i mean when when you go through like some really really crazy stuff when you like mm-hmm. kicked out of a job yeah, from a gaming company we've been there with you man we've heard your right. right. <laughs> yeah when you kicked out yeah you have to realize that Jordan Peterson once said that you have to realize that the part, there is a weakness of you and you have to let that weak part die Mm-hmm. so that something stronger can take its place mm-hmm. and yeah that's pretty much what's going to happen with with my coming yeah, job in after the 9 months and i i i just wanted to take this time to you know appreciate what asitcast was the one constant thing during that time which happened mm-hmm. and i just wanted to take this time to like thank everybody uh who has been for the stride so far and you know aman of most more than everything for giving me this opportunity to to do so many things with asitcast and i hope people continue to do those 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 things uh there is not a single day where i walk in and i expect that this is going to stay as it is yep. so i'm thankful every single day that we have this amazing community that we can keep building and growing and in india obviously the viewers we owe a huge thank you to them yeah some money would be nice as well but we are very fine with this for now but yeah got it yeah as the, uh, yeah you, uh, to sign off what do you have to say give a sign off for everybody um Thank you all. Just keep watching, keep commenting, keep liking, keep subscribing. Stay. Give us ideas for new content. What do you want to see from the Indian gaming journalism industry? What do you want to see from the finest in the industry? Tell us in the comments, and we will deliver. Definitely. Yeah, but but well, this was a very, very, very on the off the show, off the rails podcast. We just sort of had did it. Yeah. All right. I think it went very <laughs> spontaneously, and it went pretty good. I think we covered it a huge variety well. of topics here today. Yeah. And definitely good opinions fun. were part of the entire podcast. It is being fun. a very unlikely trio. Very unlikely trio. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, guys. I I already gave this whole emotional 3 minute okay, monologue yeah, yeah. and I think that's okay. enough. <laughs> I think that works. Anyway. Thank you. See you guys yeah. next week. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Hello guys and girls and welcome to the 15th podcast from Asitcast. Uh I wasn't available last week but Anup took the reins and he did a pretty great job. I really glad that guy is growing up into his own, you know. Friends, it is <laughs> 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 hopefully, and yes, uh, joining me is an all new, uh, all new panel. I think we, it's never been us three together, is it? Never. Uh, Joel no. and Soham. I think this is the first time it's us three together. That it is. Yep. That it is. Hello. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Soham, what have you been doing? I have been up with my writing and my reading. I think that's pretty much all that. Oh, you just finished your latest article, right? I did. You should check it out on liquidtutor.com. Thank you for reminding. What's it about? Well, it was a preview on the latest minor that's happening now in Jakarta. So I like made a synopsis of eight teams, and that's how life goes on for me. All right, drop just drop the link below like later on when you guys see the people can check it up right away. Definitely. And Joel, bro, what have you been up to? 
Um, well, for one, I've been a lot on the Nintendo Switch the past week. I finished, yeah, I finished Mario Odyssey. I've been going for the hunt for more and more moons. I think I'm at 700 and some moons right now. So, there how many? There are 